It's me, your boy, Lucha Val Cisco, alongside me, the number 30 entrant in the Royal Rumble himself, Mr. Jay Rance. How you doing, sir? Oh, yeah. I'm chilling, brother. I'm doing good, man. I'm relaxing, still riding. I'm not going to lie, still riding the high of the Royal Rumble. I'm good. I'm chilling. How you doing, bro? My expectations that are at an all-time low, <laughs> like I came hey. into this, and... I don't know. I just still feel a little woozy after watching the Royal Rumble. We'll definitely talk about it. <laughs> but I told, <laughs> I told you though, like, gotta go in low expectations. So I'm sure you're not feeling that bad though. Like, not that woozy. I don't know, man. <laughs> we'll talk about it. There's a lot to talk about when it comes to the Royal Rumble. That's right. This is the post show for the Royal Rumble coming out of St. Louis, Missouri, 2022. Sorry. Yeah, 2022, right? Is it right? I got it right. Yes, yeah. sir. It's a Midwest swing. Yeah, it's a Midwest swing. Important <laughs> territory. <laughs> bro, that's facts. I just realized that. Orton got disrespected in his own state, bro. <laughs> he got a good pop, though. You got to give him that. He was like, I'm oh. happy to be home, people. What's up? The pop was phenomenal. Yeah, but he done got disrespected, though. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly the mood right there. That energy is the Royal Rumble itself. <laughs> Let's get into it. A couple of things, some highs, some lows, some unexpected outcomes, um, mm. for good or worse. Um, let's start with some good, all right? Um, what was like the best match out of the whole night? Maybe the Rumble matches, maybe oh. a singles match, a tag match? Best match of the night. I have like two favorite matches of the night. For me, it was the, the opening match. I think Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns tore the house down. It was a phenomenal match. At first, I was a little hesitant. Like, why are you going to open with this? Like, no, we're pulling the AEW. We're blowing our nut ASAP. But, <laughs> um, no, I think it was the right match to start. It invested the crowd. It was phenomenal. The storytelling. Seth Rollins coming out with the whole shield, the music, the vest and everything, the storytelling. It was great. It low-key, it reminded me of Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair, where he was doing the fist bump. And he was like, I love you, man. I love you, man. <laughs> like, I still love you, bro. I'm like, what, we doing a Shawn fucking Ric Flair right here? So that match was phenomenal. The storytelling. A little subpar ending, um, you know, towards the end. But... It was still good because I think it's what you said that they wanted some more of the heat for Roman because after that Roman just got hella heat where everybody was like Roman sucks with the chant so I think that's what it was and then um the women's rumble I'm not gonna lie it was way more superior than the men's rumble in my opinion um even though you know it was, it was a, a, a TNA show but it was very very entertaining you know towards the end it got a little lackadaisical but in the beginning I enjoyed it those are my two favorite matches how'd you feel what did you have that you liked TNA and not meaning total non-stop action wrestling you no, mean, no 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 I mean some, some testicles uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love you Stacey Keebler um <laughs> 
think you're right when it comes to the Seth and Roman match, man. I think that match was balls to the wall crazy for the storytelling from the years, for almost the 10 years of them knowing each other and being in the Shield and Seth always one-upping Roman in that story as well, too, and how the Usos weren't involved in this match, so it was mano y mano. Um, I know you weren't too high in the ending, but for some reason, I love the ending because I'm not putting this in that kind of pedestal. So people mm-hmm. that listen to this are like, fuck you. I don't give a fuck anyway. Um, no regrets. No regrets at all. Hmm. I compare to Brett and Austin in the double turn. Hmm. I only say that because we all felt the same way about Seth Rollins going into this. Like you're inconsequential. You really yeah. have no place right now when it comes to the, I wouldn't say Raw Smackdown, it's just you haven't found yourself whatsoever. And even though I still feel like he's, he's like that, the crowd really warmed up to Seth. They were really cheering Seth. Hell, they were giving oh. Burn It Down chance. Yeah. And of course, with the ending, you got the booze you wanted to get from Roman. It wasn't like, we don't want Roman push boos or or we're booing just because we don't want to see you on the screen. These were boos because like fuck you, I'm a heel. Yeah. He needed that. Yeah, those were genuine heel heat boos. So those were genuine. We don't like you. We're disgusted with you. Mm-hmm. But um, I can I can see that that Austin Brett um comparison. You're absolutely correct. I think that the fans gobbled up Seth Rollins like you know. No pun intended. I think that you know they ate everything that Rollins did up once he came out with the shield. Mm-hmm. Like that, that, that was it. Like I was even invested. If there was, like I even told you in the chat, where if there was a moment to pull the trigger for Roman to lose, I think that was the perfect opportunity because I think how they had the fans so caught up with Seth, I think they would have been like, okay, well, you know, we can just bypass that. It was a, you know, like 10 out of 10 times, probably Romans win that match. It was just one up that he got very lucky on him. But man, the the, the crowd was super pro Seth. It was insane. Yeah, man. I don't know if it's that Midwest crowd or whatnot. It seemed like a small town yeah. guy. It was get a to the yeah, it was a shield. It was a shield. Yeah. And you know what? When Seth wrestles as a baby face, mm-hmm. It's 10 times better and of course it's frowned upon especially these days with the you know the main roster in the wwe as it is right now no indie wrestling really but when seth wrestles a baby face it's very high speed very cruiserweight junior heavyweight indie yeah. wrestling but we all love it though we all mm-hmm. wanted seth rollins to be in the main event because he's mr tyler black he's mr roh heavyweight champion and lately, for the last couple of years, we've gotten plain vanilla Seth Rollins. And I think sometimes he's the type of guy, just like Bret Hart, where his wrestling speaks more than his promos. Hmm. Don't Bret got... Don't Bret, Bret, you hear me? Don't Bret got beat with this dude? I thought about... He does! <laughs> he does! Which is full circle right there! Yeah. When he had... On Roman, I was like somewhere in Alberta, Canada. Bret Hart. <laughs> He's like my man from all of Mad Balloons on a fucking chair. He finna tweet right now, bro. Talking about you injured that man. But um, <laughs> one on the table, <laughs> one on mm-hmm. <laughs> the turnbuckle bomb, eh? <laughs> Oh, I got some words for you, eh? <laughs> oh, Seth, oh, don't fuck up. Let me finish my Tim Hortons, eh? <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> I'm done. But um, yeah, you're absolutely correct because when he wrestles Babyface, bro, 
is such a feel good thing because he also feels very natural in his element because that's who he is like you said you know always champ you know so um it felt good though it felt it felt very good seeing him once again with those moves man i just don't know how i feel the way to me he's getting very blurred with these like our boy jeremy said and we said on the last podcast where they're just throwing shit to the wall to see what sticks with him yeah and i feel like he's getting blurred man like we went back to this shield thingy um where we're doing this kind of uh joker-esque character you know where you just look like you're flailing in the wind like oh so i'm like i feel like he's getting a little lost man i feel like he's getting a little lost is that just me overanalyzing no you're not at all whatsoever overanalyzing because that's how i feel about seth as well too like there's bits of greatness in him but he's not really i don't know just making it larger than life i feel like he's grabbing different things from different people uh, over the years whether it's chaotic whether it's cult-like whether it's crazy whether it's sarcastic and he's trying to see what fits him but his own personality I mean, the dude has a personality of a fucking wet napkin as well, too, in real life. He's like, I love Slipknot, and I love Iowa, that's about it. Not the album, just the fucking... <laughs> the, the town. <laughs> yeah, the state. state. Yeah, state. state. Yeah. So it's like... You know, like, I guess you need to be, you know, fucking Iowa strong and just take that roll with it, bro. Word. Iowa yes, versus everyone. <laughs> that's that's kind of like Long Island, bro. They that think they strong island, so. Every fucking day, bro. But you're right. You're right. But I do, and this doesn't help him either because even though I like the ending of the match and it kind of saves Seth and makes Roman even more of a heel, with the outcome that happened for the rest of the night, Seth is an afterthought. Like, you really want to push Seth in a way. And I feel like that's going to be the direction for the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view in Saudi Arabia. Um, I feel that um, we're going to get that one-on-one match and that's going to resolve it right there. But I don't know. Just Seth doesn't feel like a thing anymore. There's a lot of people that feel like afterthoughts after this pay-per-view. Am I reaching there? No, you're not. You're not. There's a lot of people that feel like that, you know, and then uh, uh, of course, I'm gonna have to sit here and say the women's rumble. There's a few shorty in there that feel like an afterthought, you know, with especially the winner of that rumble. So now you're not overreaching at all, brother. And you're absolutely correct because you you sit here and do this for Rollins to save him to then just the result that we got for the rumble. It's like, okay, where do we go from here? We already know that's that main event is cemented, you know. So it's very weird. So you mentioned that you enjoy the women's Royal Rumble match, and in some ways I enjoyed it as well too, but I do have a huge gripe with it as well, not just on the booking of it, but just some choices, and this was the proof for all the fucking stands out there that were like, oh, WWE is opening that forbidden door. No, sir. This was not anything. This was not a door being opened. If anything, this was a jail cell, and a couple of people got released, got went back to jail for a second. And got released mm-hmm. again, essentially. Yeah, pretty much. That's what it was. It was a little crack in the window, and we just like, yeah, let's close it back up. Yeah. Like, first, yeah. the first two, just say it right there. You know, you had Sasha Banks, great, looking like Sailor Moon, love it. Mm-hmm. We'll get into that right there. Mm-hmm. But at the same point, you get Melina, who's been champion just to have a match for the last, I think, four years in Raw or SmackDown or be invited to one of those big shows. She desperately really wants to be part of that family or at least be remembered properly uh, in the WWE. She gets a chance. You see she's super emotional. 
super invested. Like, this is a moment that she's been waiting for for a very long time. And not even what? Five seconds into the match, she gets tossed by Sasha Banks. And kind of <laughs> made look like a fool of as well, too. Now, it's hard for me to feel sympathy. Because, uh, yes, I, I do feel like, you know, that's fucked up. My girl shouldn't have done that. She represents the NWA right now. But at the same time, you agree to it. You should have known better. I agree with you a thousand percent. That's why I, I responded to Gail Kim. Um, you know, while while I do understand her sentiments and I do understand where you're coming from as well, you know, even for me, I'm like, oh, wow, it's Melina, you know. But at the end of the day, ultimately, she could have said no. Like the Iconics, I mean, the Inspirations, you know, where they were offered a spot in the Rumble and they said, hell no, not today. We now with it. We stand up for ourselves. So in a way, it's hard to feel bad for Melina. I mean, I guess the bag was good so whatever and she wanted that cheap thrill like for the life of me i don't know because you saw her very emotional and she got eliminated in four or five seconds bro it was crazy so i can't i mean yes and no but i can't feel bad for it let's see a couple of the surprise um sort of surprises i gotta say kelly 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 man um botchamania she's still kelly kelly (laughs) she's still they ain't never changing. Um, what's another one? Michelle McCool. Uh, who, I think Michelle McCool, every time she, she's in the Rumble, because I think this is her second Rumble. Um, yeah. Every time she's in it, she looks pretty good. Like, she doesn't look bad. She doesn't look like she really lost a step. She's just there kicking ass and just mm-hmm. staying enough to feel like she's a threat. So I think yeah. Michelle McCool is always, I don't know. I can see another run for her if she really wants it for one more year. Yeah, I can see it. You can tell she still maintains herself. She's still active. She still looks good when she goes in there, you know, like, so I could definitely see another run from her. Uh, let's see. Alicia Fox. Were you happy to see her whatsoever? I mean, I was, I yeah. made me smile. In, in a way, it made me smile, you know, because she's from that era that we grew up on as well, you know, watching her. And she's been around for a minute in the business. She started in Tough Enough, right? Yeah. Like, so we've seen her kind of just like evolve into who she is. But, you know, low key to me, she has became a joke because of the whole no ham door angle. Yes. <laughs> yes, very much so. <laughs> but that was kind of cool. How'd you feel about seeing Cameron from the Funkadactyls, bro? I don't care about this chick whatsoever. She tried <laughs> to go in that AEW Women's Tag Team Tournament last year, which that was botched as well, too. Was it last year or two oh, years ago? Yeah, I think. Ah. Uh, I think it was last year. I think it was yeah. last year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She botched that whole deal right there. She came into this, and I feel like she was made to feel like a sympathetic character to Naomi. I wish we probably would have got that maybe on SmackDown. Like, hey, girl, mm-hmm. I'm in the Royal Rumble as well, too. We're about to go crazy. So, a way you can plant that seed. Mm-hmm. That way, Sonya Deville has more of a reason to go out there and seek revenge. This was more reactional for Sonya Deville. I kind of like what they're doing with her, but at the same time, I feel like they're still up in the air of actually having her in the ring. Yeah. Why do you think they're still up in the air with her? No, maybe it's a personal decision from her as well too. You know, at the end of the day, this is a comfy gig for her. She's not having to take bumps. She's yeah. gonna talk shit and interact and be in the main show, both shows if she wants to. Like, if anything, the person got the upgrade out of what is it, fire and fire and ice, were they? Fire, fire and desire. Fire and desire. She got the bump up. She got the upgrade oh, compared to Mandy. She did, bro. Mandy, Mandy's floundering. Um. Yeah, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what it is. It's very, very sketchy, but it could be that, that, like you said, you know, she's comfortable where she's at right now. She's not taking no bumps and stuff like that. But that was great seeing Sonya Deville, man, because I think she's phenomenal. Um, how'd you, how'd you feel? I, I didn't see this woman 
whatsoever showing up. How'd you feel about Sarah Logan? Like, yeah. did that did that strike anything in you? <laughs> like, so in ways, yes. I'm like, oh, cool. Like, she's really gonna embrace embraces um this Viking warrior character that you know her husband's doing right now. I'm like, I'm with it. She got the hairdo. It's very like wow. Not even very like um glow. Very glowish. The yeah. character as well too so i'm like i'm all in like if they're gonna like treat her seriously and this make her look like threatening i'm down but no it was just like maybe a clothesline here she does a stare down with her and live and they get all emotional and then boom she's out i'm like what the fuck just happened there like mm-hmm. like i hate inconsequential fucking eliminations that don't yeah. mean anything like ivory ivory great to see didn't have to do anything doing the right to censor gimmick loved it like played her part perfectly she went in there talked shit and was still talking shit even though she was getting tossed over great veteran she knew how to sell that that was jokes when when we ripley threw her out and she hit the floor yeah right (laughs) that's 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 a pro right there but then you have people like you know sarah logan coming in getting dumped out lita feeling inconsequential chassis feeling inconsequential inconsequential she came out and i forgot that she was even in the ring and then she got thrown out just facts. the same as well too facts man yeah Shotzi I'm very disappointed with how Shotzi was treated in this rumble I thought this was going to be an opportunity for her to you know show off showcase do her damn thing it's a royal rumble she we know Shotzi has that wild style so that was kind of effed up how they treated Shotzi in there also Shayna Baszler coming in at 30 I thought she was going to be more of a threat I thought she was going to be the in the last two you know but no Shotzi was I mean Shotzi hear me Shayna wasn't in the last two once again inconsequential like you said you know um even Rhea Ripley Bianca Belair bro treated horribly wrong like no it it, it was just weird but let's just get to the elephant in the room Mickey James Mickey James (laughs) Mickey James coming out with the impact title coming out to hardcore country everything impact everything streaming impact no acknowledgement from the commentary team saying hey you know like this is the impact champion yada 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 you know trying to sell people on mickey james nothing bro just very bland speaking about her past in wwe getting eliminated like it's crazy how'd you feel so i think they mentioned one i think mcafee uh said it once i think or someone said that you know impact world champion that was it other than that other than that I still feel, besides maybe having Hardcore Country, which got a big pop, other than the pop, straight up, you treated that belt like garbage. You went to another show as a champion, and you got thrown out the ring. And not in a spectacular way whatsoever. Hell, you didn't even look like you did anything in the match to be remembered for this. At the end of the day, it's going to be a nice little tidbit, like, oh, Carlos Colon was in the Royal Rumble in 1992. Oh, cool. Carlos (laughs) Colon. Good for you, sir. <laughs> and looking dusty as hell, too. And I can say that because that's my Boricua brother right there. But I don't give a fuck. He looked dusty as hell. <laughs> Blue trunks, half balding. Everybody is like, who the hell is Carly Cologne? I know who Carlos Cologne is. Bro. <laughs> Lokito, Carlos Cologne always looked dusty, bro. <laughs> He always looked dusty, though. He produced a fabulous-looking son. All his kids, 
Great. Yeah, but he hella dusty. <laughs> bro, he island dusty. Straight up. Yeah, yeah bro, low-key, he island dusty. He look, he look like he walk around barefoot kicking rocks, bro. Very much so. They call him the Bayamon Banshee. <laughs> anyway. Oh, anyway. Um, stand out. Okay, yo. Oh, Nikki James, I feel like horrible representation for the Impact Championship yeah. and Impact in general. But some standouts. I feel like yeah. Rhea was a standout. Aaliyah was a real standout throughout the whole thing. And Zelina Vega was a standout as well, too. Uh, out of those three, I would have to go with... Um, I would have to say Rhea Ripley. Um, I really didn't feel... I wasn't really feeling much of Selena and Aaliyah. Okay. I'll be I'll be honest. I think they were kept in there more just for eye candy. I'm keeping it on it. I'm keeping yeah. it on it. You know, like Aaliyah is their new pet project. So um but standouts though, I would have to say Rhea Ripley, Sasha Banks. I thought dude, I thought you know what? I was like all in with Sasha Banks. I thought they were gonna do like you know oh my gosh she has the most eliminations in the women's yeah. royal rumble she has the longest time i'm like wow they're really going in with sasha she was doing her things in the beginning that she got eliminated i'm like oh wow okay just two eliminations to your name so it was just very weird like i don't know if it was just kind of like let's swindle them because we know who's coming or what it was oh, but it was just very weird we got swindled all right final fine not the final one but coming in and at, at, from what someone said on Twitter was a ruckus ovation, which fuck you, buddy. Um, I think everybody was surprised to see Ronda Rousey coming in at number 28, having five eliminations to herself. I'm going to say this right now and probably be canceled, but Ronda was looking dusty as hell, too. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, Ronda right. coming out there with her mom's sweatpants and her Ronda shirt looking like she's a backup fucking character at friends like nah bro <laughs> looking like she's Word. sipping gelato all day Word. going to somebody's she, business yeah she look like at the extra at the cafe just sipping gelato like just mimicking talking not saying shit <laughs> no you're, you're absolutely correct because I'm sitting here watching the Rumble. I'm like, okay, we know there's been boomers. We know WWE has been trying to get her back. But this is this is this is what you gotta do, right? This is what you, this is what you gotta do. You gotta hit the little black book when you eliminate half of your roster when you don't even use your NXT roster. Cause this 28 spot could have went to anybody. It could have went yep. to a Raquel Gonzalez. It could have went to a Dakota Kai. It could have went to a Io Shirai. It could have went to even hell fucking um what's Oscar. this name? Oscar, there you go. Um, uh, bro, a ton of people that could have went to. But no, we got to go into the annals of history, bring back Ronda Rousey, who hasn't wrestled for like a year plus, right? And then we make her win the Rumble? You know what? Not only, and yes, I went out and tweeted it, and some people came at my neck, but I came back at their neck. You know, like, how are you going to let this woman win who hasn't wrestled in God knows when? When you got women busting their asses, first of all, you disrespecting Bianca Belair, where you build her up to this phenomenal fucking baby face. You squash her at SummerSlam. And now Bianca Belair, to your point, like you said, a lot of people feel like afterthought. Bianca Belair feels like an afterthought, bro. Yep. She feels like an afterthought. This was her moment to save her, you know, where we can keep her relevant. No, you're an afterthought. You got eliminated. Ronda Rousey win. This is a disrespect to all the women in NXT that have been putting in twerk. Raquel Gonzalez, Dakota Kai, who she's still waiting for her fucking shot, doing dark matches in SmackDown, and you're not doing nothing with that talented woman, with Io Shirai. But yet you want to bring in Ronda Rousey for a cheap fucking pop to then contribute nothing to the women's division so that she could just get a paycheck and go to fuck back home? And yeah, I'm fucking pissed off right now because 
because you got these little stands on Twitter saying, oh, no, you don't know nothing about wrestling. This is the woman that needs to carry a division. Excuse me, sir. What did she do two years ago? She didn't do nothing for the division or the fucking company, you know? And just to put a caveat on that, too, a person who hasn't touted about the WWE or praised the WWE or like kind of shown as an ambassador for the WWE or professional wrestling whatsoever since he's left. The last time we heard Ronda Rousey was that horrible looking fucking promo she did with a whole bunch of chicks in the background braiding her hair oh, saying, complaining yeah. like a teenager about mm. the fans of pro wrestling and how they yeah. can all fuck off and everything like that. No one gives a fuck about that. Mm. Like, you left on kind of bad terms. Like, why should we give a fuck about you? Now, granted, you did your thing, you had a kid, you, you know, you with Hoffa, good for you, subpar MMA fighter, I'll say it right there. I'm Very subpar. Nuts, I'll call yeah. it a day, uh, hmm. with a cup on, it'll still hurt him at the end of the day, still, um... He probably ain't got no nuts. Remember, Brenda Schaub says she the one with the pants. That's why true. Brenda Schaub left her. It's true, it's true, it's true. Hoffa these nuts. Um... <laughs> It's, it's, it's a real inside baseball right oh, there. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, like if you're gonna even make the uh, the appearance back again, look like you actually care. She looked like yeah. she didn't care about this whatsoever. This didn't look like a fucking moment for her. This this looked like it was last minute. I I went to Ross and I got some fucking mm. tights on and I said fuck it, here we go. Like this what? Is, yeah, this was this was you know what this what gave me this gave me the vibes of a very reactive once again. Vince McMahon when he called Brock Lesnar because CM Punk showed up on Rampage. This is very reactive, like, hey, we're doing this whole forbidden door gimmick. You gotta come. You gotta show up. You know what I'm saying? Like you're you'll be a face or whatever. So it was very reactive. You could tell me, you know why she looks like that? Because she don't give a fuck about the business, bro. And it's disrespectful to even her best friend Shayna Baszler, who is an ambassador way before her in the MMA game. You know, for people that say they know Ronda Rousey, but just in case, if you don't know, Shayna Baszler, way before an ambassador of women's MMA, did her thing, got cut, went, ran the fucking indies, created this character, developed herself, got to where she's at right now, and she still gets overlooked over Ronda Rousey. And I don't, I, I, I mean, I get it. Y'all want to sit here and say money makes the world go round, but at the end of the day, there has to be a moral fucking fiber. You yep. get what I'm saying? And you have to choose the person that's going to be in there for the long run and not just whore your company out. And that's it. That's why she look like she don't care, bro. You know, she, she ain't got it, bro. She ain't got it, man. Ronda, Ronda Rousey eliminates Charlotte, the SmackDown Women's Champion in the match as well, too, to win the Royal Rumble. Um, our boy Jeremy kind of said it right there, like, this looks like they're trying to do that rematch from 2019. Yeah. They got two nights to really work at it. They're probably going to do Becky, Ronda, and Charlotte one more time. Triple threat to end that first night to get people involved. They got to sell that stadium, I guess. So that might be enticing. But lest we forget, at the time as well, too, that was supposed to be specifically for Charlotte and Ronda Rousey to, to fight for that title. And then Becky was thrown in late because she was catching on fire with the crowd. Mm -hmm. So... I don't know about this. I, I don't know about this. I don't know if the crowd really cares to have this triple threat match. I think people probably rather see something more genuine, but here we are. You know what? I'm not even going to sit here and question the WWE crowd because the WWE crowd will gobble up anything that they're given. So I'm not, you give them this triple threat, they're going to fucking love it. It's the most amazing triple threat I've ever seen. You get yeah. what I'm saying? So, but um, I'll be, I, 
you know, I'll come, I'll calm my aggressiveness down and my attitude and the super pissed off that I am because she won. If she wants to have a successful run, the only way you can make it successful, you know, make her beef with Shayna, have that storyline. Don't interject her in no freaking title picture, but she's already interjected into that. Or like I said, you have two, you have a women's tag team division. Let them wreck, fucking go to town with those straps, bro. That's a perfect team right there. You know, but don't sit here and skip her over the line, kind of like you did with Dominic Mysterio, and you know, just bless her with everything. Yeah. Um, pivoting over to the WWE Championship, Brock and Lashley. Do you think it uh, lived up to the hype that everyone was salivating for? <sighs> no, I don't think so. Um, and maybe it's because because like how our friend Jeremy said, where you can tell maybe they possibly in some way don't like each other, where you saw like a lot of shooting and stuff like that. So, um, but no, the, the the promo package vignette to sell it was way better than the match. Um, I really thought we were gonna get a bullfight. I thought these two dudes were gonna go at it and just have a great match. How how long did this match go for? I don't feel like it even went for twenty five minutes, bro. Nah, I gotta give you that in a second. Um, um but. It, yeah, it, right here. 10 minutes and 15 seconds. Look, look at that. You could at least give these dudes 15 to 20 minutes. I get it. We have two Rumble matches, and that's like 45 minutes. You know, the Rumble is already a four-hour event. But you could have at least went 20, 15 minutes with them to have that storyline. And give it to the fans as well. This is a match that the fans have been clamoring for this lore ever since these two dudes, you know. We're kind of like in the same generation but never faced each other now we have it and we get this lackluster shit then we get roman interfering which of course is set up you know the story but i don't feel like it lived up to the hype how did you feel about it yeah i felt like um it could have went different places i feel like they could have had a lot more fun with the match mm-hmm. but due to the outcome at the end of, end of it i feel like they were just doing stuff just for that late reaction yep. and cool like bobby's back at being champion we both love bobby here like kudos to bobby we always felt like bobby should have got that title a long time ago now being a two-time WWE champion put that respect on his name already but oh. I, I also feel like the last two wins of him getting that title they kind of feel like they've been on bullshit occasions, like the one with the Miz situation and then this one right here. Um, I would yeah. love maybe a clean win for a title one of these days. But hey, we got our clean win at Mania last year against Drew. So yeah. that kind of signified, uh, solidified it right there. But Bobby being champion kind of throws um, a little a little monkey wrench into WrestleMania right now. Like, what do you do with Bobby now? You were saying that Bobby feels like the odd man out, even though he's champion. Yeah, he really does, man, because you look at it like the story that was told in this match we already know where brock is going um we we really don't want to see drew versus bobby again like you said he got his clean win already so it's like where do we go from here we already did where we could have saved or still you know been telling the story we already did Big E versus bobby on raw so that's an afterthought um very very just lost in limbo right now for a contender unless somebody comes out of left field i think they're gonna have to do what you said it's probably gonna be edge you know and have that last feel good run of him capturing the title 
Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I feel like Bobby's very much a transitional champion. Mm-hmm. I think he'll have like a nice little what two month run right here with the belt. Um, definitely, probably defending at Elimination Chamber against the likes of a whole bunch of people, Biggie, McIntyre, a couple of people as well too. Or just he'll just go through a bunch of people just to feel strong. I got you. He's gonna go. He's gonna go through a bunch of people just to feel strong. Some way, somehow, they're gonna interject. Yeah, boy. And we're going to get a WrestleMania Bobby Lashley versus Goldberg here. <laughs> yeah. Is yeah. that is that still a thing, them? I thought... Bro, Goldberg is always a thing. Why would you even say that's a thing? Goldberg is always a thing for Vince McMahon. And he will hit that little black bug and call Goldberg any time of the week, bro. And yeah, I, I can probably see that, honestly. You know, if Goldberg's going to be a freak match at WrestleMania, I'd rather it be a freak match. I'd rather it be something so bizarre that let it happen. Like Goldberg versus Tozawa at WrestleMania. (laughs) 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 Something so absurd that I may want to watch the Goldberg match because it's so absurd. Like Goldberg versus Corey Graves. I don't know. He just picked on him for no fucking reason. He's like, ah, I heard you laugh at my son when he was fat. Look at him now. <laughs> he plays. He's the next hook, bitch. <laughs> Goldberg and Goldberg Jr. Oh, no, versus Rey Mysterio and Dominic. There you go. That's your WrestleMania match. But somehow, oh, some life. <laughs> or if we want to capitalize on this whole WWE 2K22, now that you say Rey Mysterio, we'll try to interject Rey Mysterio into this title pick some way, somehow. It can be done. Like I said, this is the company that makes people lose accents overnight, so they can definitely interject Rey Mysterio into a title picture. It's true, you never know. You might have Mysterio taking on Bobby Lashley for the WWE Championship. That mm-hmm. that could be very feasible as well, too. Yes. Um, getting into this, a couple other things right here um, before we get into the men's Royal Rumble. Uh, any feelings toward the Edge, the Edge uh, mixed tag team match, or even the Becky Lynch match or do do drop? Um, good matches, but. The Dewdrop and Becky Lynch, I feel like that lived up to the expectations that I had in my eyes because, you know, like, Dewdrop has been clamoring for this match since the Indies. So, that they both delivered. I feel that it was a fresh, you know, palate cleanser after the whole debacle with Liv Morgan. But what hurt this match a tad bit was the result of the Women's Royal Rumble. So, I feel like they should have did what you said you know let's just have fun let's do this whole Miz you know tag team match and get people invested into it again I think with that that would have got the crowd back but the crowd I feel like was very the air was sucked out of the crowd if I'm not mistaken don't quote me but I'm if I watch it again I'll probably go watch it for that segment when they came back from commercial I feel like the crowd the crowd was booing I feel like there was some booze in the crowd yeah, I, could, I I heard that as well too. I, I think the yeah. crowd was a little mixed with the Ronda Rousey um, win mm-hmm. for WrestleMania, and also too, even when she was winning, um, there was many shots and videos taken as well too with the WrestleMania sign dripping like, but it seems yeah. to be like some kind of battery acid or something coming yeah, from the sign. So any fan that got messed up, you know, my heart goes out to you. Sue these bastards. Sue them. Sue the bastards. <laughs> <laughs> Sue the bastards. <laughs> I'm so done. Release me. <laughs> I, but how did you feel about the, the Drew Drop and the Becky Lynch match? I, I You know what? I, I know this is very small, but just give her her name back. Let's call her even Piper. 
Piper Niven or even Niven. We'll, we'll I, I call just, her Piper Niven here. How'd you yeah. feel? <laughs> All right. I mean, no, in general, but like, I felt like if you would have gave her her name, people would look at this chick more serious. But yeah. no matter how much of a wrecking ball, how how awesome, like a female Bam Bam Bigelow that she is, you just put the name Dewdrop, it fucking kills everything. You can't, you, you will not put the title. Look, you know what? No, I, I will scratch that from the records right now. I stop myself. I will slap myself in the face. Hmm. You can put the name Dewdrop on the title because he did it with Nikki Ash. But still, I yeah. just can't take her serious as the name Dewdrop because it means nothing. What are you, a Dewdrop? You know what yeah. a Dewdrop is? It's a it's a drop that's disproportionate coming off of something. Still yeah. fucked up. It is. It is, bro. And that's what I'm saying. Like, everything about her is a fucking joke, unfortunately, in Vince's eyes, you know? You're right. If they slap Nikki Ash on the title, they'll slap Dewdrop. But the thing is, can you take a champion serious like that? This is why Nikki Ash didn't have that legitimate of a run. This is why she was a champion and she was still getting squashed by Charlotte, the non-champ on a roll, you know? So, like, it, it, it doesn't even have a ring to it. You're a champion, Dewdrop. Really? Hmm. Okay. Um, and then of course with Edge and uh and Beth Phoenix looking like the power couple, awesome outfit, yes. awesome entrance. They both feel like you know they're living their best husband life a wife fiasco right now. You know how some people live up to that age where they want to be swingers when they're like in their forties. Not mm. these two, they want to kick ass. <laughs> <laughs> they look like they want to swing with you and kick your ass, bro. <laughs> kick your ass and take you to the bedroom. <laughs> Word. Bro, I'm telling you, these two dudes like Beth and Edge, I don't know what the frick that is, but they just have like a resurgence in their career at this late in their career, you know, or whatever you want to call it. We know Edge came back. We know Beth has always been healthy. But man, do they look like a million bucks, bro? If anything, they look like they're on the rise and Miz and Maurice look like they're on the way out, you know? It just looked crazy. That's why I feel like maybe Miz and Maurice could have afforded the win. But bro, I'm so freaking sold on Edge and Beth. I would love for Beth to have a, a singles run, man. I think she's a star. She's a legend proven and right now throwing her in the mix i think it would be something good for the women's division we'll spice it up man yeah same here uh i think if you wanted to push someone that has the longevity career in the wwe and the history uh, of having a championship and always wanting to mix with the women legitimately as well to not be a mm -hmm. diva be the anti-diva yep. why not give her a legitimate run for the wwe women's championship instead of just having her former diva champion always kind of felt wrong in my opinion it felt weird um but yeah, I see nothing but the best for her and Edge, you know, still rocking on all cylinders. I feel like they're going to get one more match out of this, but decent match um, to pivot over to the men's Royal Rumble. I know, unfortunately, guys, Carlos Colon was not on this as well. <laughs> oh, damn it. I was waiting for him to come out. <laughs> Dusty Carlos Colon with his little juke fro girl. You know, I think I would have been happy if any of the Colons would have made it out in this rumble compared to some of the people that did because, bro, this rumble was kind of whack. It was, it was crazy. Very yeah. The men's rumble this year was trash. It was very trash. It. I don't. I, I don't want to. Yeah, I'll compare it to to the one with Batista when he went over. Man, I forgot which one that was. It was. It was very bad. It was. You know what it was? 
it's like you said it's very hard for you to get into when you know the result you know like we went into this not expecting the result so that's why i was super excited because for the first time in a few years both rumbles fell up in the air and once we saw brock dropping the strap to uh to bobby to bobby there you go thank you like we just already knew he was going to enter the rumble and win it so it was very hard to get into and then just the participants you know like i mean we know this is all fodder bro they're not they're not gonna win what the, what's a bobby Roode gonna do a montez ford so it was just very hard to get into then on top of that which you said the whole forbidden door talk is just to get people to watch you didn't even make a run or an attempt at anybody i feel like you made it for the women's but i mean we got which is this is just me reaching and you can say so um i mean hell you got three new japan stars on american soil and you don't make a run for them you know you got jay white out here you got the gorillas of destiny and you'll make a run for them i mean even though that's stretching but still you know like make a run at somebody hell i'm sure jericho would have showed up i don't know about cody rose i'm sure Andrade would show up little feel-good moments like that i mean it was a very lackluster rumble for the men this year and is that stretching to try to make a run for jay white since it's always been in the rumor not at all like you could have done jonathan gresham oh he has covid but at the same time like that could have been a consideration if he didn't i feel like if he didn't have covid they wouldn't have put him in anyway and of course not. for all the shit that roh has given you for all the fucking people they've given you in your whole illustrious career wwe you would have maybe threw them a bone um uh, even the ones that we knew that were going in, that that we that we felt like they were gonna make a, like a great, like comedic appearance. Knoxville, Knoxville got the biggest pop out of everyone that came out, Facts. and I really felt like he wasn't used properly. I feel like they beat him up for like maybe ten seconds and threw him out. I'm like, there's so much you could have done with him, and maybe even the Jackass crew of just tossing him over and things like yeah. that. But it, he just felt like an afterthought too. I feel bad. I I, I wanted some something just to separate myself from the incoming doom that i knew was gonna happen bro grandpa knox ate those fucking aj strikes off <laughs> yo he he ate them like a champ i'm like yeah. you the true body but a jackass bro you can eat anything so like <laughs> you're right though like i mean we always have Kofi, which he botched his spot. Oh. It, it didn't work this year. It, it didn't work this year. Then we had uh, your boy Nigel, whatever his name is, Reginald, save Dana Brooke. You could have, like you said, you could have had so much fun with Johnny Knoxville. He could have been a prop for this match. He could have been the gimmick for this match. Hell, fuck it. Like, you know, make these weird, crazy, almost eliminations. Have Wee Man save him or have somebody save yeah. him, pull something out. You know, like, oh, fuck it. You landed like just hypothetically speaking real quick for the podcast you could have landed in a freaking little you know what's that shit called the blob from uh yeah. heavyweights yes <laughs> you could have landed on something like that and then get thrown back in the ring something just have fun but no yeah, very, very very stupid man i'll tell you who they did focus on a lot they focused on a lot of their projects they focused on was it rick boogs yeah rick boogs yeah looking like freddie mercury jacked up Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they focused on um, your boy Austin Theory. 
Yup, that's that's Mc, bro. That's McMahon's lap dog, homie. Yep. Like I don't, that dude, bro. Yeah. Ugh. Oh my god. And the biggest one in my way because he had the biggest elimination of the night, in my opinion. Madcap Moss. Yeah. Yo, straight up. Madcap Moss eliminated Facts. AJ Styles. What the fuck? Facts. Facts, bro. That's why when I saw that elimination, I'm like, oh yeah. Big things for Madcap Moss, bro. You can tell that. I mean, he is a prototypical freaking McMahon dude. Those two dudes were actually a McMahon dude, but I don't know what happened to your boy Tino Sabatelli. Remember, he's in the yeah, <laughs> Bro, they were like straight prototypical, but Madcap Moss, I think he just has more charisma. That's why he's still around. But yeah, they definitely focus a lot more on their pet projects, bro. Like, I'm just surprised. Did you, how'd you feel about Rich Holland? Because we know they're a pet project, but Rich Holland, they get no love. I was going to say that that was the one person that got no love. He felt so inconsequential. When he got thrown out, it was the funniest moment to me because, yeah, Shame is coming out. Oh, oh, fella, don't worry. I'll get him. (laughs) (laughs) Treated him like a little brother. I was like, what the fuck? Y'all supposed to be some eels. Yeah, bro, that's facts. Yeah, like, oh, don't worry, fella. I'll get him. Get him. Yeah, get him. (laughs) Omos. Omos got some love, too. Yeah. Omos got love. Yeah, you're right. He got some love. I'm just still not, you know, I mean, just like you said, man, Omos should have definitely ran the ringer through NXT. He's still super green, but I mean, he looks good. He looks like a threat. I know he's a big dude. He got some love. So that was pretty cool. I mean, I see big things for the dude, but I just still can't get over the fact that he's still super green. That's just me, though. That's just my bias, you know? So, but he, he got love. Big E gain eliminated like it was nothing. Very sad. Uh, Afterthought. Yeah. Shows his place in the card now, which is, I don't know, man. Like, he didn't do anything wrong. He didn't do anything wrong. Like, (laughs) (laughs) he didn't do anything wrong. Like, I don't get it. Like, he he carried himself like a great champion. He always got the crowd up. He always was entertaining. Uh, He had good matches. He's what your, what did you need? He's your new Mark Henry. Yeah. No, nah, he's your new Mark Henry. I don't know for the life of me, like I've always said, and I always say to you, I don't know why we haven't pulled the trigger on Big E, why he's always getting held back. Because this is the dude, low-key, that has charisma that matches the rock, man. Honestly, when he speaks, he commands the audience. And for the life of me, I don't know. Like you said, he's been doing everything. This dude... He was on his way out, and you threw him in this New Day gimmick with these two other guys to see if this succeeded. If not, they were out. And look where he's at, and this is how you treat him, yeah. you know? And then where, where we got Brock, who's obviously the nemesis of the New Day, squashing Kofi, now squashing Biggie. It, it, it's it's a disrespect to Biggie, and like you said, afterthought, man. Where does he go from here? We don't know. Hey, man, it's 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 totally crazy how this man like went from like the top of the food chain to the lowest to low on the totem pole, and you know he even got drafted back to SmackDown, which shows like he's not even a main player on Raw anymore. So I'm like, okay, like we was reverted right back to the New Day gimmick, especially when Kofi comes back. I'm sorry, no, Kofi, yeah. I'm King Woods comes back. Yes, it's yeah. like I, I don't get. It. I'm just super super disappointed on the wwe just in general just by why they're treating this guy like he's not deserving of the pedestal that he worked to get to and you know like i don't want to sit here and say become a heel because i feel like heels the answer to everything and we need some more baby faces i feel like there's not a lot of genuine baby faces and he was capitalizing on that and working on that and he was getting the crowd behind him but 
it, it, it's something, bro. Yeah, it's it's weird, man. And, and I feel very bad for him. Like you said, he's worked for everything, scratched and clawed. And this is where he's at now, going back to SmackDown. Yeah, it's very sad for him, bro. Brock wins. Coming to number 30. Five eliminations to his name. Um, Yeah, him and Roman. That's the trajectory. You know, him and Roman. Yeah. Mania. Great. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the trajectory. We're gonna get that once again. Um, do we see Brock going over? Obviously not. Um, I don't know. But it, it, it maybe if it just wasn't so obvious, probably Brock would have got a better pop. But then this is the thing where, since WWE doesn't have a plan ahead, you know, because you got a plan ahead, you don't know. Like. The fact that we just threw, threw the strap on Brock is also kind of like a little emergency plan. You get what I'm saying? So, like, here we're at now. Who, who was it that got COVID? Oh, Roman. And it feels like COVID was a work for Roman. I'll be honest. You know? <laughs> to, to, to set all this up. Yeah, bro. Like, so, yeah. I don't know. We get that. I mean, I guess that's cool. Brock is doing great mic work. He's having fun right now, like Edge and Beth. So, cool. Rock on. Yeah. Same here. I mean, um... I'm mad that I forgot about these last two things too. Um, Shinnick Man making a return and doing no. a two year old storyline with Kevin Owens. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. I forgot. Bro, the Shane entry was just so irrelevant <laughs> to me that I totally forgot about that, honestly. Once I heard Here Comes the Money, I'm like, my oh, man, is this, this will, do we waste a spot on Shane? Like, really? I don't know if they had any more spots. <laughs> you're, you're, you're right, you know? But the, you're absolutely correct because, like we were telling our boy Jeremy, this is the thing. This is the thing. You have a company with two brands that's legitimately being ran by just like two faces, bro. Brock, Roman, maybe, maybe you could say a Bobby. Okay, nobody's a star. Nobody, nobody, bro. So it's it's weird, man. It's weird, and that's why you had to pull the chain out. I tell you, who was a star? Oh, we didn't get a Carlos Cologne. We got oh. it. We got another Boricua. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say. We got another one, Bad Bunny. Oh, it was, bro. I was enjoying Bad Bunny in there. It felt so good. I, I, was I he better know. than Knoxville? Oh hell, yeah, he was better than Knoxville, bro. I mean, Knoxville ate those shots like a champ. I, I reiterate, but but Bad Bunny got an F five though. Bro, seeing Bad Bunny get the F five was everything. Like he took it like a champ. Took it like a champ. This dude out here doing his best freaking Canadian destroyer. (laughs) Eliminating people. Yeah. Eliminating Seamus. Doing his thing, bro. Honestly, it was so fun to see him. And for all the haters out there, y'all got to remember, this is a dude that legitimately loves wrestling. And he grew up on wrestling. And he is living his dream. So you can't hate on that, man. And it was great seeing him out there. And he's taking bumps and he's doing the work. It's not like he's like just going in there doing a snooky moment. No, like he's legitimately already in the last year. Like about about a year, about a whole year. Yeah, full year retrospect from last year's Rumble taking bumps to WrestleMania mm-hmm. to this Rumble and possibly to, WrestleMania again. Like to to training outside because you know, like obviously this is a person that they want to use, and they said it that you know he's been training and working on the craft. So he, ah, for the life of me, I don't understand why they hate on him, but I can understand why because he's Puerto Rican. So you know, some consider him Mexican, but like, yeah, I'm like that's the only reason. Come on now. Come on now. Come on. Got the gay guy. But it was a feel good moment, man, seeing him there. I was super excited. 
Yeah, man. Well, if we gotta slap the turnbuckle on this on this uh, pay per view, this premium live event, we're, <laughs> yeah. we're bringing Dude. it back. We're gonna fucking slap that turnbuckle. Dude, we're gonna slap it. But before we slap it, how do you feel about that shit? Because I can't get over it, bro. Every time I'm on Peacock, premium live events. I'm like, oh yeah, I keep forgetting. This is what y'all call it now. <laughs> like, uh, so the, the marketing right now when it comes to the WWE, I don't fucking get it. Like, I guess the word pay per view is very passe. I get it. But sometimes the shit that you do in the WWE is very passe. The fucking humor that you go for is very juvenile. So, like, yeah. why don't you fix the fucking in ring problem? before you start making more acronyms out there but that's just my fucking uh two oh no yeah when it comes to that fucking marketing team hey but we like to throw olivia freaking whatever her name is in nxt so anyways let me not go on that rant let's slap the turnbuckle slapping the bitch <laughs> um i slapped the turnbuckles oof you know what i'll be honest i'm gonna give it two and a half two and a half bro two and a half yeah, because I was already super invested in this, and I'm not gonna let the Ronda Rousey sour my experience. I mean, from I woke up today with a high, like you always say. These are the big four, so we're always super invested in these events. And taking out the Ronda Rousey, it was a decent event. We got a great opening match. We got some great phenomenal storytelling in that. Um, possibly some story down the line. The women's rumble was super entertaining, you know. Also for eye candy, wink, wink. Yeah, I keep it honest. <laughs> oh, fucking. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, besides the the result. I had fun watching the Beth and, you know, that tag team. That was great. And the men's rumble, that's another one where it was like, eh, okay, you know. But I'm going to say two and a half because I was enjoying myself the whole night overall. How, how, how many times did you slap it? I'm going to slap it only twice. Uh, oh I would have gave it the, the, the .5, but nah. it wasn't. It, it, I won't let the Ronda Rousey victory 100% spoil how I feel about it, but I feel the potential storylines that you could have came out of this mm-hmm. with the story with the Ronda Rousey reveal because you literally had two of the original four, four horsewomen in the ring, uh, for people that don't know from the MMA side of things, and yeah. you really could have did the whole will they won't they situation with them, will they tag team with each other, will they beat the shit out of each other, could someone eliminate each other just to put that little seed seed in the ground so you can fucking have that grow later on which that's that's what you should do in stories you should have that little bit of descent right there so that way a year from now you'll be like oh i remember that long-term booking i'm not a writer but hey um the fact that we just ignored all that and just to have an elimination just to have an elimination just it felt it just felt like a waste and then um, as much as I like some of the decisions, I love that the Roman victory was a D- was kind of a DQ, and Seth looked strong, and I love the fact that Bobby's champion, again, um, they both feel lost. They both came out strong, but they both still feel as lost as they did before this. Bobby, I don't know where he's going to be going into WrestleMania season, if he's still going to be champion by WrestleMania season. Hell, we might have Barack maybe challenge him for a rematch, beat him in a day, and then still go on to WrestleMania fucking with the title in hand. So, I don't know. So, Bobby looks lost. Seth looks lost. Um, Dewdrop looks lost. Becky, hopefully we're going to get her in tomorrow with the Ronda situation, or, or, or Friday with the Ronda situation, but we need to have some shit like, I don't know, 
look like a straight line instead of fucking like marbles on the floor like we're gonna fall over them. No, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. But I'm gonna give it a two for the strong matches. I think Becky worked really hard with Dewdrop. I think Roman and Seth had the best match of the night. I think it was a fun, entertaining match with the mixed tag team, and I think the women's world rumble uh, defied expectations. Hmm. I agree. You make some valid points, you know. Like, but that's the thing. Like, it, it just always takes me back to, you know, kind of when Lacey Evans got pregnant, you know, and we were just rambling, like fumbling through the dark, trying to figure out something. And that's the thing. I think WWE, where they're at right now, they no longer plan ahead of time. They just plan for in the moment to get that USA rating pop up. You yeah. Know? So this is why the product is the way that it is, and it feels like that. Yeah, man. Well, guys, that's it for us right here. That was our our hot take on WWE's 2022 Royal Rumble. Heading next is going to be Elimination Chamber, but there's a lot more wrestling on the way as well, too. We're going to be covering that from Impact, from MLW, and on as well to AEW as well. So don't you dare miss it, brother. If they need to reach you and say, hey, I, I, I don't agree with your take on Ronda Rousey, which hmm. they already have flooded yeah. the gates so far where can people find you <laughs> yeah they already flooded the gates in the twitter but we out here shooting down them haters mm-hmm. you know your boy val and i but if y'all want to join in on that you know y'all can hit me up in my twitter which is at we the 15 underscore or underscore we the 15 one of those two try it out um but the screen name is neon dreams and yeah we out there always interacting shutting people down you know um instagram yeah underscore we the 15 <laughs> hit me up hit me up there um trying to think yeah that's about it those are my only social links so if y'all want to interact or disagree let me know you know if y'all want to come at our next because we like anime <laughs> let us know yeah, let us know <laughs> like that was gonna hurt me like that Whoa. right there was the final straw in his fucking book Dude, of comebacks that, you that, like that, anime <laughs> That's that's all he has. That's what I told him. I'm like, okay, so once we shut your shit down and you can't come with facts because we're hitting you with facts, now you want to take personal shots? Are you like anime? Oh, oh, uh, oh, God, bro! Like you're offending me, my man. It's like that's a, he goes, you're mad. I struck a nerve, bro. Imagine getting mad over somebody on Twitter. And I don't even fucking know you, homie. right? <laughs> like, let me let me on, look bro. at your Pornhub history. I'll tell you who's a savage here. <laughs> You're going to lose that battle 10 out of 10 times. <laughs> but you got hentai all over it, don't you? Making fun of my anime love. That's what I'm saying, bro. That's the thing. All these people making fun of anime love and their anime heads, bro. Come on, get out of here. But yeah, that's where I'm at. Where can people find you at, brother? You know, if you want <laughs> to attack me on my love for 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 anime and Godzilla. <laughs> Yo, I saw the Godzilla gif. I was crying, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> Please come on my neck. Please. I, I beg you. Uh, Lucha Valsisco on Twitter. Lucha Valsisco on Instagram as well, too. Guys, if you want to interact with us both, EWA Podcast on Twitter, EWA Podcast as well, too, on Instagram and EWA Podcast or Elite Wrestling Audio on Facebook as well, too. We're always updating the pages, giving you all the news and gossip of the world of professional wrestling. You can follow us at our sister podcast as well, too, at Combat Academia as well, too. I believe it's, uh, was it My Combat Academia on Instagram? No. No, it's Combat Academia MMA. There we go. Boom. Combat Academia MMA on Instagram and um, Combat Academia just straight like that on Twitter, right? On Twitter, yeah. There we go, guys. And that's all for the MMA news right there as well, too. If you guys are looking to see, we'll go for it. 
I got one MMA news. We saw our man, which WWE should do. We saw our man Bader unify the titles. So Bader went over tonight at Bellator 273. So that's that's up there. We threw that up on the page. Yeah. Good for him. Good for Ryan Bader. <laughs> dude, Arizona dude, dude, strong. <laughs> this receipt somewhere for that guy. <laughs> hey, hey, we got some MMA and wrestling today. We got Bobby Lashley, Bellator extraordinaire. Brock Lesnar, UFC, future Hall of Famer. Hell, we got a triangle from fucking Seth Rollins today. Yeah, dude, bro. A guillotine like, from Roman. A guillotine from Roman. I, I didn't know Brock, uh, Brock, you hear me? Brock did terrible. I didn't know Bobby did that fantastic in Bellator going undefeated. <laughs> dude. Yeah, that, he's that, only that, had like three matches, though, yeah. with Bellator. But, but still. <laughs> I mean, come on. We're going we gonna, to... Who got the better track record in MMA? Bobby over Brock, bro. Oh, Jake Hager. Oh, Jake Hager. Yeah. <laughs> undefeated. Hager undefeated. <laughs> Don't What's matter it? what he does or who he fights. What's up, Brock? I'll take you on. I challenge yeah. that record. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> but yeah, guys, you can follow us over there too for MMA. And of course, uh, Lee Wrestling Audios on all podcast platforms Spotify to iHeartRadio to Pandora. Uh, Apple Podcasts and more, so please don't you dare miss it. It's on Anchor as well too, so if you guys are listening to this, you're probably listening to this over Anchor. It's the best way to make a podcast as well too. Support that if you guys want to do your own thing and speak your own gibberish as well too. Guys, we are out. The bell has rung. Three bells. We are out. Jay, it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure as always. Everybody take care. Later. Later.